Hey everybody, welcome to the Growing with Bushes podcast, episode 111. Um, we were originally, uh, originally supposed to have Dragonfly Earth Medicine on. We had an immense amount of technical difficulties with them, which is why we're late and could not get their stream to work properly. So I do apologize. Uh, we're going to get them on again next week uh, or as soon as possible. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, I do apologize. We, we tried very hard to fix it. Uh, we're about almost half an hour late trying to get it to work, but we're just having some issues. So I do apologize. Um, we will get them again, uh, hopefully next week. Um, so we're going to do a quick show. Uh, this week is um, MJ BizCon, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about that. And then um, we have uh, Marty. May or may not be walking to his grow room. We got Roger. How y'all doing? We got Fish Ganja Guy. Hi. We got Josh from Dutch Bloom. Hello. And we got Brain Grow. Good evening, everybody. There he is. So we're going to do a, a you know, shorter show. Um, I'm at NJ BizCon, so I don't want to take the whole evening uh, away from the festivities going on tonight. So um, uh, why, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Um, I guess we'll go with um, uh, Fish Ganja Guy first, since it's, uh, we don't get to hear from you very often. Oh, right on, man. Um, not too much is going at the moment. Surprise, just uh, some help. Stuff going on that I'm dealing with right now. I've got a herniated disc in the neck. Got me sidelined a little bit, but got the growth startlings all peeking out. Got from my boy Med Farmer um, Cherry Head, which is humble cherry OG crossed with headband. Then I've got from 42, who's also from HSO. Um, well, Med Farmer's not from HSO. He just used this. Um, 42, he's got me his, uh, G13, two fem seeds from in-house, which are the OOKB crossed with do -si -do. new, uh, three pack of freebies that I got from 42 that I just popped, which is, uh, kind of a complicated, uh, trying to say for it was one, so I'm Pretty excited about that because the lineage is fire. So, unfortunately, still in soil. Wait until uh, the wife and I can hopefully get a house uh, early next year so I can walk upon it set up and uh, get back to faster grow methods because growing paint dry. It's so fucking slow. Isn't it funny? So, you went from soil to aquaponics back to soil. I, and and not many other people aside for myself have got a chance to see and Marty and some of the other people like side by side and boy, yeah. why don't you tell people a little bit about that we haven't had a chance to talk about that quite a few of um just going straight cocoa because I was hoping it'd go a little quicker and even that was just painfully slow I'm I mean it's not really pee. my brother if it was any slower it would have down syndrome I it's just so bad I uh, they get three inches a week if you're lucky, whereas aquaponics you get three. You're doing your nutrients right. It's it is what it is. I'll figure it out. Yeah, how's everything going with you, Steve? You can get six inches a day when you're dialed in with aquaponics. <laughs> even even double what you're talking about. So. Uh, this. Motherfucker. All right, cool. Well, I, when I get back there, I will see what's up. <laughs> so what do you got going uh, on? Yeah, that's all. Okay. Go ahead. So what else have you been... Oh, okay. I was going to say, what else have you got going on? Not a damn thing. <laughs> what about you, Marty? Looks like you're getting uh, a little more settled. Oh, his mic's not working. Here we go. Working? No? What's new with you, Roger? Oh, well, I'm digging out some CPACs to send some gifts to my friends and looking for a nice show. Oh, I'm, I forgot my camera's over here. Sorry, guys. Gotta look for the red light. I got, I got digging for a Sharpie so I can address them here shortly. I got a 
I'm I am I'm wearing one of our ILDM shirts today. This is the gold leaf shirt t-shirt that comes and then they got a nice little I love growing marijuana thing on the shoulder. It's pretty cool. You can pick them up at lilovegrowingmarijuana.com. I got my here's what's going on. I always love this because I got my my annual pre-season survey from Clemson, South Carolina, from Clemson University today to do. That's always cool when that comes and considered me a farmer, so that's kind of cool. And uh, of course, I wish we'd get legal so that I could have, hook up with Clemson and let's start working on weed progress. But uh, I like to do my part because they don't have a lot of anything but conventional around here. They do fertigation, which I really like. Um, you know, I've used that myself. It's really great. Uh, I, I actually think it might work well with the uh, aqua tonics or aquaculture water, whatever. I got to, we got to have, I'm tired of saying fish poop or something. And I got to have a name. I got to need a better name for that. But, uh, uh, the thing is, is it's, it's a drip tape that you put in at the root zone. And so if you're doing a beds or something like that, you can run this tape on a pump and you can pump the, the old nitrogen, you know, the water through there. And uh, anyway, that's something they've been working on here in uh, Clemson for a while. They actually have gone, I mean, they've actually, they're actually testing down where they take soil, deep soil samples because they're testing how much to, uh, how much to run the pumps and how much to actually fertigate, which is it for those of you out there, it's irrigation with fertilizer, but it could be irrigation with organic, you know, liquids too, in my opinion. Yeah, no, they're just not at. They're not really doing aquaponics in a lot of the university. Well, we do have five or six actually. That's right. Steve brought up Kentucky State, and then I found out University of Kentucky was in with them, and and there's three or four others, and I just can't remember which ones they are. I think North Carolina A and T because they're almost involved with everything agricultural. Um, but I, I didn't see. I don't think I saw where Clemson was involved in it yet. I'm I'm hoping to get my system going this year so I can drag some of the people down from upstate. And let them look at it and maybe get something going in the state and that'd be nice because uh probably bode well for me to be able to expand my farm a little bit if i was able to talk clemson or one of the ag universities in the area into helping out and doing some research um but the fertigation was neat because they did the uh they're doing the, they've been constant for the last two or three years have been doing a lot of samples of the of the ground underneath because they don't want to get the, they don't want to do anything to leach into the aquifers. So they're looking to see how far, what they can do so they can start giving people a measured, uh, more informed uh, way of uh, applying this fertigation and, and not and not get into the groundwater. So it's a pretty cool thing that they, because they, I was kind of surprised when I first saw it. I said, wow, I can't believe that's what they're doing. Now they're doing it in a conventional field. So that doesn't really apply to us, but that's what I'm doing. And I'm getting ready to take that survey tomorrow. <laughs> almost got my fence finished well it's pretty much finished except now i have to repair the damage from the hurricane a couple months ago a month and a half ago or whatever and uh he um fighting with the with the with the old lady and uh, as usual and uh taking care of the dogs um, that's about it been raining like crazy here for we're swamped in I got a I got a lake in my front yard because I do live in the swamp. So when yeah, it rains yeah. too much for too long, yeah, yeah. It, are you going to be okay with that? Do what? Are you going to be okay with that? You keep breaking up right in the middle of your sentence. Like you said, am I going to be okay with something coming? Yeah, the hurricane coming. Oh, there's a hurricane. I haven't heard anything about a hurricane. Yeah. Huh. Well, let me just see. If I can see what's going on here, I don't. I didn't. I haven't heard or seen anything about a hurricane, because um, they usually get right on that over here. You know, they don't. They don't mess around. No, I don't see anything right now. I'll have to check later. Anyway, um, no. I, I. I. Well, I survived every hurricane that there's been out here for the last twenty years. So. I almost got killed by a tree that broke. Uh, Gaston, the first Gaston. I I can't believe with all the G names of G of, of G 
in the world that they've actually just had a second Gaston last year. And it hit us too, I believe. But Gaston stayed out here for three days and just poured all over us. And then, I mean, my neighbor had a big, like 55, 60 foot pine tree, just, just rip the roots out of the ground and blow it down on the ground. I had another one lean in about 45 degrees. And I had a lot of damage out back. In fact, we have a we have a hawk. I believe it's a hawk. Uh, we had a hawk's nest back there, and it broke. It was funny because you could still, when it, after the storm, you could still see the hawk's nest. The tree had broke right there, at the node or the the limb that where the hawk's nest was, and left the hawk's nest there. Believe it or not, the hawk's nest was still there after the hurricane, but the rest of the top of the tree was gone. That's and uh, well. That's Usually right after, when a hurricane goes by us, we're catching that back weaker side. We're not catching the storm surge anymore. We're catching the weakened winds that came across land. And uh, so I've been up for three days drinking Seagram 7 and 7 Up. And because I never sleep during hurricanes. And uh, I said, oh, good. It's about 1.15 in the afternoon. And I said, well, I can go to bed now. And as uh, soon as I laid down, I, and I mean, it wouldn't have taken me long to get to sleep, but just as I feel like I was passing out, I heard this hellacious crack. And I looked up and there was a limb sticking at about two feet, about where as far as you can just reach your hand up and grab that had broke off the tree, pine tree next to our home and come through the roof and was sticking right there in my bedroom above my head, about two feet. So... I feel like I keep dodging it, you know, you know, you can't kill me, you know, so, um, anything, anything so um, I think we'll be fine. Anything else going on with your grow or? No, I, I, I'm in a, I'm in a hell of a personal situation with my estranged wife. So my, my, I almost called everything and just said, I almost, it's too stressful with not knowing what the hell's going on with her. Plus, because of her lack of cooperation, we got the county up our ass. I mean, big time up our ass because I hadn't been able to get her to coordinate with me. And it's partially my fault that it's as bad as it is because I refuse to do things at times because I feel like I'm trying to show her that, you know, it's on you too. It's your responsibility too. And I don't really want to get into the personal shit, but that's what's going on. Kind of holding my grow up is I'm working for the county on my own land that I own outright with no mortgage and pay the taxes on, but I have to go do what the county wants me to do with my land before I can actually, you know, work on my greenhouse operation. Yep. So, and I'm not young any either. So. All right. Well, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, I stepped on a concrete chip last week and bruised my heel, and it's killing me. Um, Old right. man. Uh, Marty, uh, looks like you got some nice plants there. Yeah, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, this is uh, the ceramic metal halide side. So I got my 330 watt conversion bulbs. And uh, this one over here is Grape Stomper. And this one over here is Girl Scout Cookie. And we're three weeks to the day, 21 days. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. It's like it's grown pretty well since last time you showed it. You didn't yeah. name it last time, but I remember you just showed us this grow a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, looking it's great. Definitely, definitely taking off. I just <clears throat> did some training too, so some of them are are pulled down and they'll start poking back up here in the next couple hours, even. But uh, yeah, it's looking pretty good. And I got um, over here. Oh, yeah, let's go this way. Same two strains, Girl Scout cookie. And this is underneath the LED for the Grow V2. And then that's the grape stomper over there. Are they the same age or are they different? Same age. Oh, wow. It's a very different look. Yeah. Just a little. This grape stomper just eats and eats and eats. Like you can see, it's still trying to yellow out because, like, I've been feeding like probably close to twice as much as I normally do, but it grows so fast that uh, it's just really pulling nitrogen. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> Are you, is you that when you say that? Is that all like you controlling that with fish food? 
Um, I have some castings, but like I don't put any, like really any greens or anything nitrogen producing in my worm bins. So I didn't really feel like that was going to make much of a difference. So yeah, I'm just doing extra feeding uh, probably for another week or so. <clears throat> You're not using you any worm roots or anything like that? What was that, Roger? I can hear you. You're not using any ferments? Um, I don't have any any ferments going right now, no. Just the um, the uh, dual root zone mix that I already mixed into the soil layer. Oh, I did, okay. Uh, add some to that. <laughs> I got it. You already did that. Okay. Yep. I was going to ask, is that standard practice for you to, like, back off on the fish food? Oh yeah, some some portion through cycle through cycle and flower and flower. Yeah, yeah I normally I would have already in um, and actually I have on the other side where you know, you can see I have the same strain and it's you know it's obviously not yellowing out in the same way and so <clears throat> I was a, I'm a little curious about it like just because they have a different light I'm wondering if the different spectrum might play a difference on some strains. <clears throat> sure, but this side. Um, really has about the same ratio and the numbers are about the same in terms of uh, the systems. You know, they're both 150 gallons. And um, so I'm, I'm a little curious to kind of see how it's going to turn out going forward. But it definitely does seem to be, um, you know, related to nitrogen. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I thought it might be pH related, but I, you know, ran all my tests and everything comes back fine. So... And you can see this one over here is not, <clears throat> if anything, it looks a little nitrogen heavy. So it's kind of uh, right. kind of interesting. Yeah, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. I'm just trying to, you guys may have gone over this sort of stuff. I don't know if I ever caught that, but in like yeah, normally, a commercial setting, do you, do you have a, a technique for, uh, instead of back, you know, like if you're in a commercial setting and you're wanting to maximize your fish at the same time, do you have a way to like mix in fresh water when you bring like at that cycle, you know, like to control maybe independent beds or independent zones? Um, sure, you could do water changes or you, you could have, you know, more, more beds or even an entire bed with just plants to take up nitrogen. And, you know, there's definitely, if you want to continue getting that same type of growth in your fish, then um, you can figure out other ways to do that, I guess it, it's kind of hard once you get to the point, like if you can't add plants, then it, it can become difficult to, to control it. Um, if you want to continue the growth, I've always cut back feeding, like usually by, by the third week, I would have already cut back on feeding and I probably will <clears throat> at least by the end of next week, I'll be down to, to once a day. And then the end of flower, I cut down to feeding once every other day. Yeah, so the other thing you do in a commercial setting is you'll have a separate sump and fish tank set for your flower and your veg, and you just change the valves on that bed, you know, when you, from one system to the other. That's the less labor way to do it on, a, on when you're docking big scale. Hmm. So you just tee yeah, out the ones you can supply from either way. That's pretty cool. And I was just thinking, like, if you know, you're keep, if you've had some way to just pull off, you know, a percentage. You know, if you you know if you're in you know veg or early flower and you want a, a lot of nitrogen there, you might be pulling 100% of your fish tank in. But maybe uh, as you move into flower, you want to cut that nitrogen back. You cut back that uh, that uh, fish tank water, and you maybe have a uh, a clean water loop or something like that. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like stone thinking, but. That way you could you could you know you if you were running a big greenhouse you could shut off one row and have one row being at this schedule and another row being at this schedule and just like am I making sense? Yeah, so you can you can figure out a way to to pipe up you know essentially you know multiple rooms on the same system and run those at different times too so that you could you know you you always have a system in flower and a system in veg. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. 
hard to do that with a six plant count, but <laughs> no, yeah, no, I was just asking, scale, you know, it just kind of hit yeah. me when I saw that. And then you, and you said that as I thought it through real quick and I was like, okay, I got to yeah. follow this out, you know? So thanks. For the commercial ones I designed, we just set up separate systems and made sure that like, you know, we're roughly switching, you know, equal amounts of systems over from one to the other. And roll up them, you know? Right. Right. So you'd, you'd have a whole flower system that would be operating at the same time in which you would, decrease the food uh for that yep. system at the same time and then, then you just and then you have a system in my home grow i you know i can also just plant more greens is what i do a lot of times and i'll be i'll seed about a week before i flip the flower and that's that's what these are right here and i've been munching on those these over here and then i just seed it again so i'll, I'll usually um you know get a pretty good healthy amount of greens going in a system, especially towards the end of flower, just to help take up any sort of spikes. I find that that you know the more plants you have per system, the more more forgiving it is. You you know it sort of spreads it across you know multiple plants. One thing I had noticed on my last aquaponic cannabis grow was that in comparison to the plants that were in soil. Um, the aquaponic plants seem to be uh, fluffier, less dense buds. Has anyone else seen tried oh. those comparisons with like the same strain, you know, in the same room type deal? So it is fluffier if you there's a there's ways to get around that. So if you do straight like media bed or DWC, yes, you will have fluffiness to it. If you do the dual root zone, you can actually supplement in a way to the level where it will actually harden up in a similar way to soil. Um, but in general, too. in general, it is harder to get that same bud density. But if you look at it, especially for hash making, um, you know, total trichome production definitely is, is higher when I've done side by sides. But again, so some of the stuff that we're working, I'm working with at Kentucky state right now, it's going to help like put that on paper from a collegiate standpoint. So that that's not just me telling you that that it's actually backed up by a white paper. So, I wonder how much of that is humidity. You know, like uh, Kevin Jodry talks about uh, the experience they have in Northern California running strains. You know, on the coast, you know, in, in certain area, in from the coast, and then all the way into the desert. And like the closer you get to the desert, the harder the nugs are, and the less they smell. The closer you are to the coast, the more humid yep. it is. The fluffier the buds are, but the more trichomes and the thicker those trichomes are. Yeah. The smell. Well, it's because the more heat and the lower the humidity, the more resin it's going to produce to try and preserve that, the and, and to try to reduce water loss and to try and preserve those those compounds. Whereas near the coast, you can put those aromatics out; it doesn't have to give a shit as much because it has plenty of moisture to to pull a little bit of moisture back into the leaf through respiration. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for me, I find that, you know, like probably what makes the, the biggest difference um, is, is your light source. Um, and in, in a lot of cases, you know, like that, that might be the same. So I would say, you know, if you've already ran them in the, in the same system with the same light source and everything, and you still um, did, I would probably look at your nitrogen cycle and make sure that you weren't running too high uh, late into flower that prevents them from hardening up um that's no that's totally it like so i did um i had a full soil no-till bed of you know the same strains i had a dual root zone and i had two plants of just into the media bed and it was you know just like you guys were saying the media bed was the fluffiest the dual root zone was slightly more hard and the, the soil was the hardest and and uh yeah, so I was just like, you know, adding that maybe it's that little humidity, that micro humidity point, e even though the room was all the same, you know, the plants are still uptaking a different amount of moisture based upon uh, their their root zone. Yeah, for sure. I think that the constant access to water ends up creating a different sort of structure in a plant too, like versus even yeah. like a sub-irrigated planter, you know, just the the way the plant grows seems to be a little bit different than aquaponics. But <clears throat> for me, I feel like that, uh, you know, I haven't, other than like one strain that I can think of, which was the uh, um, Gorilla Glue 4, 
the GG4 that I grew a couple of runs. It under, for some reason, under these ceramic metal halide lights, didn't firm up in the same way that it that it did under the LEDs over here. Um, uh, it's the only one that I would say out of aquaponics that I would say has has come out a little bit fluffy. And uh, so I'm not really sure, like that could have been like, you know, my soil mix or something like that. But uh, um, that's the only one that I would say would come out fluffy. As long as I keep the nitrogen under control, um, then I feel like that in the, in the light source to me that's the two things that that really finish it off and then maybe you could look at some other things like maybe like mammoth pea or some other similar you know phosphorus uh solubilizing microbes that you could enhance in your system and I guess that'd be the other thing I would ask you too is how old was the aquaponics system that you were using like is it you know a year old well established or was it relatively new it was a new built system with like eight-year-old uh, media. Yeah, you know, with eight-year-old media, obviously, I pretty much consider that established. Um, right. You might take but a I little wasn't filtering but usually by the time out of veg, it's you know it's going to be ready to go. So that that would be the the things I would look at if you want to harden up your aquaponics nugs. nugs. Yeah, and I definitely probably had a lot of extra nitrogen because I wasn't filtering much. I was just uh, 250 gallons straight to uh, a four by eight, you know, media bed. Um, so there was definitely some, you know, gunk anaerobic stuff going on, I'm sure, down in there. Yeah, so, you know, I, I dose with labs, you know, quite a bit to help control those anaerobic zones like we talk about. And then I would just plant as many greens as you can, like eventually by the end of flower, that you won't be able to see any media in here because I'll just have the whole thing covered in greens especially late in flower, you know, in increase the amount of plants you have that are, are taking up nitrogen and, and not flowering or fruiting, um, you know, that are just primarily taking up nitrogen. I hesitate to call them a cover crop because, you know, that's kind of a different term for living you know, mulch. So, you know, it, it, it's not, not exactly a cover crop, but it, it's a, it's not even really nitrogen fixing either. There, you know, that's kind of a different term also, but in this case, it, it is fixing a nitrogen issue, which is that we have too much of it and we're, we're taking it up in the overall system. And what size are your um, trellis nets there that your light is, you know, your, your canopy that you're going for? What size is it? Yeah. Is that a three um, by something or is that a four by something? I'm not sure. I, I cut it, so... I didn't, I didn't really look, but it, I would say like the plants that you're seeing here are probably in about a three by four area, maybe three by five, something like that. Cool. Yeah, I would say three by five. The advertised area of the light, I believe is four by four. You can see it's kind of a right. spread out flat. That's what I was looking at. I was looking to see how how small your um, media area and your pot was relative to the canopy. Yeah, I really should, um, you know, probably have like a separate bed or something for the greens because they're not really getting enough light once it uh, when it gets. They're basically just growing on side light. Um, once the, we get laid into flowers, you can see it gets pretty full up towards the top so i haven't really figured that out yet they just kind of grow a little funky they twist around trying to find light and stuff but other than that it works fine cool. yeah, it looks good all right anything else going on marty you and i got a class coming up here in december yeah we got a class coming up in december this and uh so we'll be We'll be live from the garden here. It'll be about six weeks in the flower. And we'll be going over all all the stuff from, from A to Z over a couple of days. Is this going to be an online class or where is this? Yep. Yeah, it's um, online. Good question. That's what I wanted to know, too, because you didn't clarify that. Yep. Yeah, no, it'll be online. Cool. Everybody check that out. Now you actually get to see one of their classes without having to go to San Francisco. Yep. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'll have the, 
you know, kind of a little laptop studio set up out here. We'll have the digital microscope hooked up and release some beneficial insects and take a look at that. So it'll be, be lots of fun. Yeah, I'll be going over a lot of the uh, uh, technical stuff, and then Marty would do a lot of the hands-on, a lot of the cool, fun stuff with the bugs, techniques and stuff like that, hands-on with the plants. So it's a, it's a really cool experience. Now, how are y'all gonna? You know, how are people gonna find this po- this uh, class? Sure. So the link is in the description of the podcast, um, or you can go to potentponics.com and just click on classes and consulting. And when is this class gonna be again? Uh, it'll be December. Actually, it's a good December question. eighth and ninth, I think it is. Yeah. That's so Saturday. What time, of, what time of day is that going to be then? What till duration each day? Yeah. Yeah. What time? Um, actually, I didn't to talk about it. come on, Steve. I didn't oh, Steve, lay off the pipe. Come on. Sorry, it's MJ Bizcon. Good <laughs> <laughs> job. More edibles. More edibles. I do. I smoke weed and I know things. It's MJ Bizcon. Um, it's not the pipe. Saturday, Saturday, December eighth, and Sunday, December 9th. And then the following class will be February 9th and February tenth. If you can't do December. Okay, and the so class is uh, 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. on Saturday, and we do 10 a.m. To, to 4 or so p.m. on Sunday, depending on how many questions and how many people we have. It'll be a little bit longer okay. if we have more so students. The weekend before um, Emerald Cup sounds good. Yep. Um, are you going to be at Emerald Cup, anybody? Yes. I am trying very hard to make it to Emerald. I'm not promising, but I'm trying very hard to make it. All right. Well, I'll be there. So let me know. I want to uh, come, should... but I have to have somebody to watch the dogs. So I, I probably can't. I gotta I, uh, definitely hang out. Uh, Layton and I are definitely going, and we're hey. going to be uh, repping hardcore for the conference. Cool. Um, cool. We're making sweatshirts and hats, and we're going to dress up. So yeah, we're going to be hanging out um, in the uh, one log tree area the stage out there and then in, with uh, dragonfly earth medicine and their tp that they set up um, there's a little regenerative area so we'll be hanging out kind of between the two please cool. tell me it's actually it's there. there that they set up it's actually yeah, a TP, yes hell yes yeah. dude and uh, you know bring your wares is the is the, what i've been told you know like sh- let's let's share and and smoke each other's weed and and and, and mounts and the whole deal so I'm pretty stoked, honestly, uh, to go hang out with and meet a lot of people. Uh, Heavy Days is going to be there. I'm stoked to hang out with him. Oh, Heavy Days is going to be there? God damn yeah, it. So yeah. He's actually speaking, I think, and running a little panel. Really? Yeah. So all, the way from, cool. uh, all the way from in, Australia. In the flesh, yeah. So. I think he mentioned that when he was on the show. I think he told us that night he was going to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of, I was like, at the moment, I was like, I'll come, you know, kind of like one of those things you just say, but then we made it happen, so I've already got tickets, and <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty, pretty jazzed, and uh, we're going to go hang out with uh, the Dragonfly Earth Medicine family. Hell yeah. So, All the Dempshire yeah. farmers. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. working on becoming a Dempshire farmer myself, so hopefully by that time, I actually will be, I think, a possibility. And I apologize that um, we had all the technical difficulties with them this evening. We will get them on next week. I do apologize. We tried very hard. Um, all right. So um, what else is going on with you, Josh? Um, I mean, that's it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up Harvest and um, working on getting some wholesales stuff going. So that's pretty good. Um, kind of company I, I went down and met with uh, this week and really enjoyed all the people and I think we can do some good stuff that'll keep me just growing weed and not having to go out and hustle it which is good and then uh, yeah I've been working on the conferences um, you know a lot of a lot of traction I'm, I'm just feel like this this is becoming a, a real thing of its own that that might be you know just be cooler than me and Lane we're, we're connecting with a lot of folks um and uh, in all the areas, we're just connecting with the right people that, that want to help uh, spread the word and, and host us and bring people in. So, 
yeah, we're just working through all that. Um, we're, you know, kind of branding up actually and getting ready for a big thing that we'll announce at the conferences for next year. It's kind of a new and different thing. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I guess pro probably the last two weeks, Leighton and I have just been realizing that, that this is a, a thing that we're doing and it's more than just these conferences because it takes us so much time. Like we're on, mm -hmm. we're working on this, like honestly, 30 hours a week, uh, if not more, <laughs> um, it's crazy. So yeah. Yep. Promoting any kind of act, event is just crazy. It doesn't matter whether it's growing or music or whatever. I know. I feel you, brother. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you guys got four of them across the country to do. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. We're meeting with the coolest people. That's the the, the cool part. You know, mm -hmm. growgreensmi.com. Um, go there and like, uh, you know, honestly, if you go there right now and you buy something from them, I think you might need to wait like four or five days, but um, if you buy something from them and you're in the area, you will get a slip um, in your in your package that will give you a 10% discount code. And if you are able to apply that, you can use that discount code from now until the day of the conference. But if you apply it before December 1st, um, you can get an Uber discount uh, on top of the, the pre-sale discount. So yeah, support those guys. They are really awesome. Um, there is actually talk of doing you know I, i'm i'm saying this even though i probably shouldn't be there's talk of, of doing a, a paid uh live uh portion you know at, at that facility where uh we will people will be able to pay and log on to a website and steve will, will run it and monitor uh the chat and um questions and people will be able to be a part of the conference live um so yeah we're pretty stoked to do that um, just because, you know, a lot of people can't travel and that's like the huge part of the cost, you know, is, uh, you know, travel and, and lodging and, and food and, and the whole thing. So um, it, we were kind of nervous to do it because it's, you know, technical difficulties, you don't want to like charge people and then mess the thing up, but Steve's got it. So we're trusting him. And uh, we're going to, we're going to go for it. And uh, I'm really excited, you know, and, and, and it's really, um, you know, a way to pay for this stuff because this thing is, you know, I always talk about it, but it's really expensive and um, we're, we step out in faith and, and Leighton and I are like constantly pumping each other up. Like we got this dude, you know, every, everyone's helping us out. Like it, this is the right thing to be doing you know, because we don't have, you know, all this money for this stuff. So we're kind of paying for it as we go and, and hoping that it all works out. And yeah, that's what's up with me. Uh, I'm, also, I'm also, like I said, hustling my good weed. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I don't have a ton of it, but, but but it's good. Yeah, I don't know if it comes into play, but I did tell Steve a while back that I've got servers that we can, I and we've got websites. Uh, in fact, I bought a website from Steve a couple years ago, and we've got websites that all we got to do, we can hook up any kind of chat or, or any kind of um, remote whatever, anytime. And you know, I got plenty of room on my servers, so we don't have to worry about it. Then you wouldn't have to be going through anything that you'd have to pay for or whatever. It'd be totally private. Right. Yeah. I don't even know how that works, honestly. So that's Steve. Get, you guys can, can talk, talk private about that. Yeah. We, we, we can, I just wanted to throw it out there. I don't want to bang it to death, you know, online. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about that offline for sure. Yeah. But uh, if, if folks do come to the Emerald Cup, please come find Layton and I. Like, we're, we are going there just to hang out. And, and connect with folks and um, we're going to have some discount codes with us too there uh, 10 percent discount codes and we're going to be hucking uh, on the website hucking uh trying to sell some sweatshirts that i'm, I'm having made that um just to raise money to for this stuff you know type deal and so uh they we made them really generic they're not like brand, our brand or anything it just says uh regenerative organic cannabis on the front and then on the back it says uh teaching um teaching regenerative loops with science and love with love and science. So it's just kind of like a, you know, like something that a lot of people can get by from a lot of different organic backgrounds. And, you know, it's really just to, to raise money to, to, to do this thing. So spread the word if you can, you, you know, it's kind of a donation deal to, to but you get a sweatshirt. Cool. Awesome. All right. So um, I'm at a MJ BizCon which is uh, fun as always. 
I think I have four different parties tonight I have to hit. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I know there's the High Times party with Wu-Tang Clan. There's a, um, another one called Wonderland, which is pretty cool. There's the Dope Magazine party. And I forget what the fourth one is. There's too many parties. Um, oh, it's uh, a rough life you have, Steve. Oh, yeah. I did think it was cool. I posted a little video on Instagram. There's an extraction machine here. <laughs> it's clearly for him. But you could seriously pack two to three humans inside the column <laughs> for the plant material. Wow. It's huge. It's probably it's 14, feet, 14 feet long and maybe a three three foot diameter tube. And then the the collection tank on it is, I don't know, 18 feet tall, something like that. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> like I've never seen an extraction machine ever like that big like they didn't they were like so this year the convention is twice as big as it was before um i will say there's a lot of people that look like they don't belong here like there's a lot of people that um like it's a lot of suits and, and it just feels weird like it feels like the soul of the convention is different this year um i don't know if that's a positive or negative it is yeah all those bankers there's a bunch yeah. of bankers there. There's also a ton of like, I think I've, I've literally burst out laughing probably six times listening to like cockamamie ideas that like people that are in newly legalized states that are like awaiting licensing or recently licensed are talking about like applications of equipment or like things they could get away with doing or things they could do. And it's just like, oh man you have so much learning to do you're so cute like that's so that's so cute that you think you can do that <laughs> like it's really silly stuff or like people asking like really psychotic questions to people and then them having to like answer the same stupid question like the 80th time in a day and like i don't know not not to be overly negative it was just uh there's not a lot of new here this year um there's a cool decarboxylation um, equipment machine, which was kind of neat. Um, I'm going to take some video tomorrow and some of the different things I think are worth checking out. Um, we'll get a lot of these guys on the show. I think I just booked the next six months of the show today. So I got a chance to hang out and meet Arjan for the first time. So that was really cool. Uh, Arjan from Strain Hunters, if you guys are familiar with them. And um, who else did I see today? A whole bunch of people. Dr. Robert Faust, uh, spent about a half an hour talking with him. He'll be at the conference with Josh. Um, also saw um, uh, Susan Wainwright Evans, uh, for those of you that are big fans of her. Uh, got a chance to speak with her today. So that was a lot of fun. She's always awesome, as always. Uh, we'll get her on the show soon. She's been traveling a shit ton. But she said she'll definitely come on soon. For those of you who don't know, she's one of the if not probably the leading expert on insects for cannabis specifically. Um, she is uh, currently looking for thrips. If you have thrips on cannabis, drown the leaf and ethanol and mail it to her. And she will be very grateful. She wants uh, thrips and ethanol so that she can actually identify them. So help her out. She's, so she's putting out a book on cannabis specific insects here eventually. Um, and uh, when she finally publishes that buy it because you no know, it will be the reference bible for all insects to end all reference bibles yeah you know she she mostly works on commercial grows over 40 acres or you know over 10 acres or like you know big stuff not small cannabis grows that's not her, her you know up until you know last couple of years wasn't her main business so she's used to doing things that you know for like poinsettia growers who are getting three cents per plant profit you know so she's used to things much more, um, you know, tight than, than the cannabis industry is. So, and she has a lot of great ideas on how to fix things and she'll definitely tell you cheaper ways to do things uh, and get better results. So definitely check her out at the conference. She's, she'll also be speaking. She has about a half a day at Josh's conference. So she's again, a, an incredible expert on this topic and, um, you know, definitely check out the work that she does over at buglady.com. Um, what else? Just the craziness, you know, went out last night, and, um, went to Snoop Dogg's party, and then there was another penthouse party I ended up at, at the end of the night. That was a lot of fun. 
don't know. If you get a chance to come out to MJ BizCon sometime, highly recommend it. You can afford it. Um, it's, you know, expensive for the thing, but hotel and everything else is relatively cheap in Vegas. It was airfare. <laughs> airfare from the entire planet to Vegas is relatively yeah. cheap. <laughs> and, they, and they practically give rooms away because they want you to gamble. So exactly, I ended, up, rooms. I ended up locking out. I have a, a pretty, I have a, a suite, like a nice, so basically a penthouse suite. But the only reason why I have it is because they um, fucked up and and booked up the whole bottom half of the hotel. So the only rooms they had left were an open bed. By the time I got off the plane, at the time I did was the the to upgrade me. So I ended up locking out like a bandit. But can't complain. Got good internet too. Yeah, your internet works. But uh, yeah, definitely check it out if you're in the industry or want to know about the industry half of it. If you're just someone into cannabis, you're not going to get anything out of this. It's, you know, only if you're buying equipment or you know trying to learn about what auxiliary industry. If you're going to start a business, it'd be good. But not just for you know, if you're just a fan of cannabis, you might see some cool shit, but. You're not going to get anything out of it. Um, but uh, if you're in the industry, for sure, check it out. And I'll, I'll talk about it full next week, but it's a lot of fun. Um, again, sorry about uh, Dragonfly Earth Medicine. I think we'll try to get them on uh, next week. They said they'd be able to, to reschedule with us right away, so I'm not worried about it. And um, uh, they're awesome, and uh, we love having them on. I apologize for them not being able to make it. Um, do you guys have anything else you guys wanted to go over this week aside from the president being full meltdown? Oh, did we hey, talk about Jeff Sessions being gone last week? Yeah, um, well, there were some questions in chat. One of them wanted to know about what kind of mixes to put in the dual root zone. I don't oh, know if you sure. want to touch on that for a minute. Yeah, so so for dual root zone, you want something really aerated. So, um, you know, uh, take whatever soil mixer you're, you're using, make sure you have no yucca extract in it, which is uh, important to kill all your fish kill the fish yeah and then um make sure you're adding you know an extra 15 to 30 percent aeration so extra peat moss extra perlite extra whatever you're fan of for, for aeration um you know lava rock whatever you want to add in there to add some aeration to it because it needs to breathe remember that that diaphragm action of that water going up and down once that airflow to go through that soil layer, you know, that's, that's making those microbes grow faster by increasing the gas exchange in that zone. So you want something that will allow that to happen. So you want to make sure you have a nice, you know, uh, more air, more airflow through that layer than, than, you, than not, you know, if it's too clay, too much clay or stays too wet, it just won't breathe. <laughs> Thanksgiving episode with them here. Yeah. I actually didn't realize next week was Thanksgiving, so I guess they'll be on the week after that. Is it, is it next week? I thought it was the fourth Thursday. It's next week because I'm going to uh, flying to Texas the week after that. So. Yeah, it's definitely next week. I'll be in Texas and Oklahoma working with uh, some potential cannabis grows. It'll be a lot of fun. Or people awaiting license. It'll be a lot of fun. So Indica Dogo said that he had some issues with his dual root zone mix and wanted some tips on how to, I guess he wants to transplant into a new mix. It's kind of what I gathered on here. I don't know if anybody has any recommendations, but I think he maybe amended a little too high, it sounds like. And now yeah, he's testing I mean, for calcium, magnesium, sulfur, and sodium are all way high. So it sounds like maybe... If they're in veg, if it's in veg, I would do it. If it's already flour or it's already flipped, just finish it. Um, it's already in flour? Yeah, yeah, if it's already in flour, you just fuck all you can do about it. Um, if, it's in, if it's in veg, you could transplant it, but I would probably take, I would probably bare root it and then, and then repot it in a dual root zone way. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be exactly the way it was, but that I would I would take it, rinse the roots off, and then transplant it that way. It's gonna freak the fuck out though for at least a week. Okay, I only recommend if it's in veg for sure. Yeah, and and, and if it's a strain that'll hurt me on you easy, uh, take a clone and start over. I know you don't want to hear that, but the best advice. Yeah, I'd have to agree. If you're already in flower, there's not really much that you can do. 
pretty much anything that you are going to do is going to stress out the plant and you don't, you ain't got time for that <laughs> flower. There's literally no time for that. So you're yeah. not going to be able to rebuild. Yeah, you ain't got, I ain't got no time for that. What is it? Flower? For that flower. Shit. That flower ain't got no time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tips on how to fix the soil they messed up? I'm transplanting them to new soil. Oh, they're only seedlings. Well, um, I guess for, you know, for seedlings, um, I don't know that I would put them into amended soil right away. Generally, I put them into just like a potting mix to start with, and then I top dress my amended soil. But I don't know, maybe Steve, do you? Well, for, for seedlings, the first thing I transplant them into is I'll do like a third, uh, well, for a home grow, if you want something off the shelf. Um, I would do like a third um, uh, forest floor, like happy frog forest floor or equivalent. It doesn't have to necessarily be that brand, but something approximately that hot. Um, I would not do something like ocean floor or equivalent um, because it's just too hot. You know, it's a flower mix. So, but, but you know, cutting that like 50% or, or, or even 40% of it being that, and then some worm castings and then some just benign, you know, like a pro mix, something that doesn't really have much in it. You know, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I usually start with that and then, and then build up. And so that's a good point too. When I'm making my dual dual root zone pots, uh, which we'll cover in the class, by the way, we'll make a couple. Um, is uh, you know, make sure you leave some room on top so that you can amend your dual root zone before your flower is done. So you know, I usually try to mound it up in the middle a little bit so that I can amend. Uh, and, and fill it the rest of the way up. Cause I, I'll usually top dress at least once right at the beginning of the flower and maybe once more after that. Yeah, absolutely. So he yeah. said he went straight into amended soil and that, so he just said in chat, so. Yeah, they'll freak out. If it's too hot, they'll, they'll definitely yellow. The oldest leaves will yellow right away and the plant will stunt for a minute and it'll kind of freak out. <laughs> Sometimes it'll really start to flower depending on how hot you made the nutrient mix and then it'll go back, you know, it'll calm down, but depending on how bad you did it. Yeah, I would just get it, you know, transplanted in with a, a really like, if you've already, if your mix is already high, then I, I would probably just, and you're still only at seedling stage, I'd be tempted to just rinse it down to roots and, and replant it again, um, you know, just with like, you know, some lukewarm water just rinse off as much as you can. I wouldn't get crazy about it and just know you'll probably stunt their growth like Steve was saying for a little while. But uh, um, the good news is if your plant didn't completely die, it's probably not like super hot and you can just cut it with something like Steve was saying and shouldn't, shouldn't be that, you know, you might lose a week or two of growth, but besides that. You could probably go about 50-50. Yeah, take the weight you got and add, per, add the pro mix, which will mm -hmm. cut it in half. Just cut right. it 50, 50 equal parts, and that's if you're too hot like that, that should that mellow you out and maybe allow you to do something later on, amending it again, like Marty said, with a ferment or something. Yeah, I would leave you know a solid couple of inches at the top uh, of the pot to where you can fill it up without without overflowing at the flower time. Yep, yeah, good idea. Hope that helps you, bud. Any other questions? Go ahead and throw them in chat. Looks like uh, somebody asked about the salamander mix. Anybody from Fox Farms? I've never heard of it. Anybody, anybody run that before? It's a new yeah. one for me. The biggest thing is making sure you don't have yucca extract in it. Because if you have yucca extract in it, kiss your fish goodbye. Yeah, it really doesn't take much. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to avoid with your soil mixes, I would say. Just make sure there's no weird herbal extracts in it. Like some of them are okay, but some of them are not in very tiny dosages. And that's why it's better to make it from scratch like that with using a base of something like Pro Mix and amending it so you know you yep. get exactly what you want and need and nothing extra that'll kill the fish. Yep. And Pro Mix is another great one to add to amend. Uh, one, it's filled with mycorrhizae, but two, um, it also is very aerated, so it's a good way to aerate your stuff. And you can add perlite to ProMix too, so you can uh, oh, yeah. Add yeah. Perlite yeah. to it for sure. And, and the other thing, so 
Um, you could also add things like growstone. Growstone is a great one to add because it's super high in bioavailable silica. There's a problem. With you I'm, are you talking about just amending your it, or are you talking about using it as your uh, your aquaponic medium? So, so you really <laughs> actually no, talk to the rep. Media, so the, the rep. Their shit up to eight. The rep is going to come on the show because I asked him about this because I've always had pH issues, and he says you need to rinse it really well and then soak it overnight in like five five pH water. Huh. And then it'll stop acting screwy. Now, personally, I don't think that's going to solve it very long. I don't think that. I agree with you there because yeah. the rinse. No, I've read a lot of a uh, lot of reviews from people on different forums. No, I didn't use it because they just said, you know what, I've done all, and it's been a year, and I'm still fighting the goddamn thing. Well, what I would say is, I would use it between fifteen and thirty percent of my media bed. So if I was doing dual root zone pots, the, the, the dual root zone part of it, the bottom part of it, I would do 15 to 30% um, growth stone, depending on how much, how high your nitrates are going to be. So if you're in a veg system, obviously lean more towards the higher because your pH is going to fight you more. Um, and if you're in a flower, um, but what you'll do is with that, it'll add a slow trickle of silica into the system passively. So it helps a lot with that. Which sure it depends on your volume too. Like if you're using entirely growstone, you know, it's going to be, you know, might be a lot more of an issue than if you just have like a small bag mixed in, you know, to a bunch of hydrogen or something like that too. So, um, I, you know, I've definitely read a lot of posts about the pH issues with it. I've, I had a bag of it that I mixed in with some other stuff just because I found it on clearance somewhere. It was like eight bucks or something like that. So I went ahead and bought it. And uh, I never, I never really had. To, I did. It said right on the bag. If like, if you read the instructions, it says how to soak it. Um, and I did that, and I never really had any issues with it. Um, so I don't know. It, again, it was such a. It was only a small bag, and then otherwise a lot of media. You know, I already had a lot of lava rock and um, hydrogen that I mixed together to. You know, so it's only maybe like a fifth of the entire media in that system is is growstone um but i didn't i didn't have any ph issues with it but knowing that you uh knowing that you are supposed to rinse it thoroughly and thoroughly like that just sounds like when you get lava rock make sure you rinse it and rinse it and rinse it and rinse it and rinse it uh because it's gonna it's gonna emit all kinds of dust and all so that's a good i'm glad you brought that up at least that you know um you, the, the, the rep said to rinse it out real well just to begin with before you even soak it in five point water. So that's a, that's a good thing to know for people out there because a lot of people just get things and throw it in the pot. Well, that's that's just what the rep told me today when I questioned him on it. I don't necessarily know. I mean, a rep at a convention is certainly going to give you the right answers. We'll get one of the guys on the show and, uh, and we'll question him thoroughly. Oh, yeah. Cool. So, uh, another question that came up, I, Steve just answered it in chat also, but they were asking if you were already using coconut fiber, can you just top dress uh, soil on top of that or, or amend that with, or do you need to swap it out? And the answer is, is you can just mix it right in. That's not an issue whatsoever. It, it will definitely break down over time in an aquaponic system with that amount of microbial life eventually you know, it will break down, but if you're just looking to mix it in anyway and replace it, then that's that's not an issue at all. And there you go. And there you go. All right. Well, I do, uh, I think we'll wrap things up here. I apologize for doing an abbreviated version, um, but uh, being MJ BizCon, I need to uh, get back to business and do a little more networking. So uh, I will mm -hmm. see you guys uh, we will see you guys again um, next week. Maybe we'll do a show. Maybe we'll do a show on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So we'll uh, we'll come up with something fun. Um, are we going to do Thanksgiving then? We are going to do something Thanksgiving. Well, well, we'll see. We'll have a talk with the panelists. If not, maybe we'll do it on Wednesday instead or something or Friday. Maybe maybe we can get one of the weird Aussies or something and do it on a Friday. We've done that before. Well, there you go, folks. You're gonna just have to watch, watch the uh, your or uh, 
Maybe we'll uh, we'll get Dragonfly Earth on Wednesday or Friday or something. We'll figure it out. If not, we'll get them on the following Thursday. Posted. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I do apologize one last time. We had technical problems with Dragonfly, but we will get them on again uh, as soon as humanly possible. Um, thanks, everyone, for uh, joining us again. And I uh, apologize for it being a little short. Um, why don't uh, everybody tell everybody how to find them? I forgot that part. Uh, how about you, Fish Conch Guy? Uh, uh, I'm slowly shutting down the YouTube channel, so that's on Instagram, Fish Ganja Guy, with an F. So, so it for me. All right. Um, Josh left a little bit earlier. His website's regenerativeorganiccannabis.com. Um, you can get to the conventions and the and the, the conferences there. Uh, Marty, why don't you tell everybody how to find you? Oh, yeah. So we have uh, the Aquaponic Cannabis Growers Group on Facebook. Steve and I started that a while ago, and so we're always on there. So if you have questions or stuff you want to share with us, you know, we put tons of information on there. Uh, it's a great place to go. And you can find links to most of our stuff that we're talking about right now. But on uh, YouTube, I'm AP Meds, like Aquaponic Meds. Uh, so you can check me out on there. I'm also on Patreon. Um, so you can check that out. And uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, um, you can hit me up on YouTube, on Facebook, on Patreon, any of those places, or obviously uh, here on chat. We're happy to answer all your questions. So thanks for tuning in. Yep. Thanks, everybody. And again, uh, apologize for being short. Uh, Roger, how, do, um, how about you? You can catch me by coming over and joining the support forum at I love com and and post in the um, just chat about something or or ask grow questions in any one of the many categories we got there with expert help and friendly environment. Awesome. And I yeah. wanted to say it was great for Fish Ganja Guy to finally make it to the end of the show, but he left. I was going to say, man, you made it good to the burn. end of the show. I'm like, see ya. Sayonara. The good burn. Love it. Uh, and uh, you guys can find me, as always, at Potent Ponics on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, yeah, all the things. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody else, uh, uh, for watching. Uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. Cheers. Good night. Yeah.